Hey, you're listening to Pueblo's Health, a podcast by the Pueblo Department of Public Health and Environment. I'm your host, Tristan Garcia, communications specialist here at PDPH&E, and I'm so glad you've taken the time out to learn more about public health in your community. It's the one-stop shop for all things public health. Today, we're rolling into a beautiful summer day, and I'm so excited to be talking about food safety with two of my favorite team members from the food safety team, Cheyenne Kelly. How are you both today? Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. We're good. Yeah, Happy, good. Excited. It's Pumped. Summer. Summer's coming. Grilling season. I know, which is why you're here, because I think everybody is feeling that little bit of warmth. They're feeling like they want to get out and they want to do what Americans do in the summer, and that's grill and barbecue and hang out and have a good time. But... We're not here to dampen anybody's mood. We're not here to make things worse. We're just here to keep people safe this summer. So I want to start by saying how important is it to remember what we're going to talk about today? It's super important. We don't want to make people sick. Uh, We want to have fun. Everybody wants to gather with their friends and family and have a great summer. Being sick always puts a damper on things. So you Mm. never want that to happen. Um, So we just want to give you some tips and tricks to keep everybody safe and have a great summer. All right, then I'm going to let you start right there. Tips and tricks. Number one rule people need to remember when getting ready for a barbecue or to grill this year, Kelly. The number one rule is number one to keep your food cold or hot. So cold food, cold, hot food, hot. That's the best rule. Um, that's the best way to make sure that everything's going to be safe and that we're not going to make our family and friends sick. Ooh, that was easy. Cold food, cold, hot food, hot. It was like, Rhymes I could imagine in a Dr. Seuss book someday. Uh, Cheyenne, I'm going to ask you the same thing. I know you do similar work to Kelly and mm-hmm. both being parts of the food safety team here at PDPHE, but you have different experiences. You hang out with different people. You see different stuff from businesses in town. What do you see as like a, a big concern for food safety around the summer? So I would say essentially is, especially when you're grilling, is avoiding leaving food in the sun. Um, you don't mm. want to open lids too often because with that summer heat temperatures are going to be increasing a lot more than one would think. We see this a lot in the food program. Um, people keep their cold holding tables, the lids open, and then the temperatures increase rapidly. Snap. I always think of like, if somebody were to serve you a potato salad that wasn't freezing cold, I would be scared of that. Is there like a a danger zone? Is it right at a couple hours or like how often should you know that if this thing hasn't been cold or hot as it was supposed to be, that it's probably not safe? So, um, you of course want to keep your cold foods at or below 41 degrees. Um, essentially the time that we look for when we're doing restaurant inspections is four hours. So anything Mm. that is out of temperature for four hours, we will throw out. Okay. So that's 41 on the cold side of things. Kelly on the hot side of things. If you've made warm food for your grill barbecue, what's the temperature you want to keep that above? So once we cook all of our foods to proper temperatures, depending on, uh, you know, what you're cooking, if it's chicken, uh, hamburger or something like that, once you cook that to the proper temperature, if you're just holding stuff, we want to hold it at at least 135 degrees. Um, a couple of cool ways you can do that are if you're grilling, you can kind of put it on the side of the grill, maybe not necessarily by the coals or the heat. So you don't overcook the food, but you're still keeping it warm. Um, if you're at home or maybe you have the ability to use like a slow cooker or like a chafing dish or something like that. Um, if you're in your own kitchen, you can keep food at 200 degrees, like in the oven and everything just kind 
kind of stays warm. Um, so those are some good options for just making sure that the food stays warm. Okay. I'm going to just call it out right here. I didn't know what the term cold holding and hot holding were before I started working here. And I was like, these people are going to hold 135 degree meat in their hands and thinking people are just going to like rip the flesh off of their bones. That's not the case. You mean find a dish, put it somewhere where it's going to stay at that temperature for a good while. And that's holding the temperature. Correct. Yes. yes. So okay. we're just holding those temperatures. So when we're referring to hot and cold holding gear, exactly right. We want to just hold it um, at our B either. So for hot holding, we want to hold it at or above that temperature. And for cold holding, we want to hold it at or below that temperature. So colder is fine and hotter is fine. But we just want to make sure, again, that we keep cold food cold and hot food hot. Okay. Easy enough. Again, we're going to, I think we, we may just go back to that a couple of times, hot food, hot, cold food, cold, and then everybody can understand it. Even down to the babies that are going to be hanging out at the barbecues this summer. Uh, what about other things though? We're talking about cooking temperatures. We're talking about holding temperatures. What about like prep? What about what goes into making sure everything is there and ready and safe before you even get the barbecue kicked off? Yeah. A cool thing about, um, like marinating meats and things is, um, that you want, to use the marinade in the meat, but anything that touches the raw meat, if you want to continue to like baste your meat um, or put stuff on there as it's cooking, you want to reserve some of that so that it's not touching the raw meat because we don't want to put, um, you know, marinades on top of raw meat as it's cooking because it's already touched the raw food. So a good way to do that is just to put some aside um, and then you can kind of continue to marinate or baste mm. your, your food products while you're cooking them so that mm -hmm. everything tastes Great. I'm going to let everybody that's listening have a second to marinate on that. <laughs> Great. Now that you are properly marinated, we're getting ready to uh, roll into some of the other things. Cheyenne, I got a question for you about like prep on the other side of things. This is obviously making sure everything that you're going to eat is ready. But what about stuff that's like chopping up lettuce and onion tomatoes for your burgers, fruit for a big fruit salad? What's the best way to do that and then keep it all safe? Okay. So I would say it's good to remember to designate utensils for like your ready to eat foods like melons, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, and then utensils for your meat and your poultry. Mm -hmm. um, accidental cross-contamination happens a lot more than people would think. Um, and it's also a good idea if just in case you're happy, you are dealing with um, steak and then chicken, if you may think that the juices leak on the beef. It's always good oh. to cook everything to 165 degrees. Okay. Too. All right. So now we're talking specific temperatures and this may be above what anybody who's ever put a barbecue together has thought of, because I know I've been grilling for a little while, bought a house a couple of years ago. And I was like, everybody come over and hang out in my brand new house. And then it rained and it was the worst experience of my life. But I can <laughs> guarantee you the last thing on my mind was what the temperature of the burgers on my grill were. But now that we're breaking down that barrier and we're getting into people's earlobes with that info, Cheyenne, what are good cooking temperatures for meats on a grill? Okay. So steak, um, pork chops or fish, you want to cook that to 145 degrees Fahrenheit. Any ground meats like hamburgers, you're going to want to cook that to 155. And if you're having, if you're cooking chicken, 165 degrees. All right. So you heard it here first. Yeah. 
All right. And we're going to have more information about that little teaser to those folks that are listening or uh, taking in this podcast. The food team put in mad work this month to put together some awesome videos that are going to roll out on the health department's social media. So make sure if you're not already following the health department on all forms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, we're going to be all over that with some food safety info. Uh, Kelly, back to you. Another good tip that you may have for folks when it comes to getting ready for a barbecue, uh, but also tearing down a barbecue? Because I think now we got everybody on, how do we make sure the food that we're eating is safe, but then people don't leave right after they eat. They hang out and then they're like, I'm hungry a couple hours later and they go back for some food that may not be the best thing to do. Yeah. So, um, we recommend that anytime you have food out at a a gathering that you put it away within two hours. So, um, folks are welcome to eat it again, but, uh, we would suggest that you either put it on ice if you're out in the park or, um, if there's some way for you to keep it hot or really you can just discard the food. Um, if it's been longer than that, it really isn't safe for people to eat and, um, could make people sick. So we, we don't mind that you want to go back and eat. I know Tristan loves to go eat many times and a potluck. Chill. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching my figure for the summer and that was a pretty presumptuous word for you to say. But we don't want you to eat it four hours later, Tristan. I got you. We don't want you to get sick. Um, so again, if we can't keep it hot or cold, then we probably should just discard it. Okay. Which is good. But if now we're talking perfect world, Cheyenne, everybody put their food away. They got their seconds as they wanted, maybe thirds if they're hanging out in the Garcia household. That's the jam. But in typical fashion, they're like, come back tomorrow. We'll we'll take round two of this barbecue. And then we're going to heat up everything that we just had yesterday. And we're going to bring some of the stuff out. What's kind of like common practice on leftovers? What's the best way to make sure that stuff is again safe to eat? And then how long should you be keeping those things? Okay, so as for leftovers, if you're going to be reheating them, you want to reheat them to 165 degrees. Um, And then you're not supposed to keep leftovers for longer than seven days. That's the date marking rule within the food code book. Drop down one week. You cannot relive that good time you had on Saturday. And you got to just host another barbecue, I think is what you're saying. Yeah. And then if you're keeping your barbecue food for longer than seven days, then maybe we got to reevaluate the cook. Ooh, life choices. <laughs> Find something out. But also probably not the best food in the world. Cause I know when there's good leftovers around, like I'm thinking about that all night, all day, the next day until I can get back to eat it again for dinner the next day. If I'm like seven days out, like, do I really want this ninth pork chop? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. So we're all on a baseline here on grilling and food safety, but I think, you know, enough of the conversation on that, like daily food stuff that y'all see. Cause I think people don't know necessarily what it is um, you're doing on a daily basis. You're doing a lot of safe stuff, but it's the same practice in a restaurant as it is in a home. So how important is it that people think this isn't just us telling restaurants what to do so everyone is safe? We're trying to keep people safe when they go out to eat or when they stay home and eat. Yeah. uh, Basic, you know, food safety is food safety. It doesn't just apply to uh, restaurants. It happens everywhere and any of us can accidentally make our friends or family sick. Um, So it's really important that we just kind of learn the basics on temperatures, um, We prefer that you take temperatures using a thermometer, um, a calibrated thermometer, which you'll be able to see a video of um, upcoming with our videos that were mentioned. But um, yeah, just trying to think through things and do things um, as safely as possible. So when you go to the grocery store, you want to get like all of your food, your cold food and perishable food last 
take it straight home or take some ice with you, take a, something to keep it cold kind of a thing. It starts there at the grocery store and just kind of continues to um, how safely you're prepping the food at home, how safely you're cooking the food at home. And mm -hmm. then again, how safely you're storing and reheating the food when you have leftovers. So it is um, just kind of the same practice at home as it is in the restaurants. And so we just want to kind of get that information out there and keep people safe. All right. So now we got a call to action for everyone listening, right? And that is become the food safety champion in your household, your family, your neighborhood, whoever it is you get down with in the summer and have over to hang out and eat. If there's one person at the party, you're not the Debbie Downer. You're the person trying to keep the party going by making sure nobody gets sick. Cheyenne, are you the food police at your parties? <laughs> um, unfortunately I have become the food police at the parties, um, <laughs> which I don't mind. I mean, I don't want anyone to get sick. Even before I started doing this, I probably should have been doing things a lot smarter and safer. I didn't pay much attention to how my fridge was stored or mm. even how I thought things. I would just leave it there at room temp, but you're not supposed to thaw like that. So if you're going to be thawing meats, for your barbecue, um, make sure to do that in the fridge or under cold water, running water as well. Okay, sweet. Uh, I'm going to tell myself and everybody in my household that reminding somebody in the morning to take some chicken out for dinner is not the best thing when you just leave it in the sink for the rest of the day. Do not, because when you think about it, as that chicken's thawing, all of the bacteria from the chicken is just spreading around your sink. And I really... I want to have faith that you guys would um, <laughs> sanitize properly, but yeah. like I said, even before I started doing this, I probably wasn't following yeah. food safety as no, much as I should. No, that's the nicest way someone has told me I'm probably <laughs> gross. And Cheyenne, for that, I give you kudos because I didn't even know that you were just insulting me right now. But that was cool. <laughs> uh, before I send y'all both out today, though, any parting notes as we uh, really kind of kick off summer, the food safety team is going to be doing a ton in the community. So usually I ask people where... Uh, people listening can find you and find more information about what you're doing, but really they're not going to see you out presenting or doing any of this kind of stuff. They're going to see you behind the scenes, making sure that when they go to the state fair this year, that everything they eat is safe. When they go to the Chilean for Hole festival, everything they eat is safe, but also when family comes in from out of town and they're like, you got to come to my favorite restaurant, that place is safe. Right. And the best way to check that out is on the food inspection reports at the dish Pueblo.com. Did I get that right? Yes, that's correct. All of our inspection reports are on that website. All right. Easy. Now, before you go, KP, parting words of wisdom for food safety this year. I would just say, uh, do your best to keep it safe and have fun because this is the best time of the year. We all love it. And um, we just want to keep everyone safe in our community and our that includes our family and friends. I'm going to add something there. Cold food, cold, hot food, hot. Yes. You love my saying now. It's good. It's in the back of my brain. Cheyenne, final words before you head out today. Always just remember, have fun, be safe. Don't have too much fun because you don't want your, to make anyone sick. Um, always keep a thermometer handy. And if needed, as we were talking, we did tons of videos this week. So make sure to check out our website or the dish.pueblo.com because we do have a lot of fun resources up there.
Well, that's the shameless plug I needed there. This team is killing it on all fronts this summer, and I'm so glad they found a little bit of time in their busy, busy schedule to come hang out with me and drop some knowledge on the pod today. Kelly Cheyenne, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having us. And to our listeners, as always, I thank you for taking the time out of your day to learn more about public health in your community. It's the one-stop shop for all things here at Pueblo's Health. If you want more from the food team or from PDPHE in general, visit our website at PuebloHealth.org and make sure to follow us on all social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where we will be dropping food knowledge all throughout the summer months. As for the rest of your day, I hope you just enjoy it and take in some beautiful Pueblo summer sunshine.